dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Research networking in a socially distant age. Watching the Manchester rain hit against the window, I was thinking about what my blog this month should focus on. Last month, I've been feeling, and still am, incredibly frustrated about the ODA cuts to existing and already funded international research. Whilst this is still devastating, it made me think more about how the pandemic has changed research networking in the past year. Networking is one of the core elements of our job, and for most parts it can be incredibly fun speaking to people sharing their interesting research and learning more from them. But let's not forget, networking, and research for that matter, is not just about speaking to or working with fellow researchers. That would be incredibly boring, to be honest, at least for me, as we all come from the same research bubble. No, networking is also about speaking to and collaborating with people in the field, so to say. For me, that involves charities and service providers, such as Tide Carers or House of Memories, clinicians and people affected by dementia. Fair to say I don't class this as networking, which can feel quite formal, but as generally enjoyable and one of the nicest parts about my work. Usually, we would meet people at conferences, workshops or seminars, which offer those opportunities of networking and talking about work, or other things, outside of the formality of those meetings. These opportunities are even more important when the people you want to or are working with already live in different countries. Over the past year, our ability to network and engage with fellow researchers and collaborators has drastically changed, in some ways positively. We're able to set up meetings with people in different time zones pretty quickly these days, and many carers and charities I work with are fully equipped and able to join remote meetings. Obviously, there's a huge underpinning inequality here about those carers and people with dementia can't access the internet for various reasons, but that's a topic for another blog. When I think back to pre-pandemic times, holding a Skype meeting with collaborators in Colombia was a rarity. Now, I meet my collaborators from all over the globe regularly, via Zoom, Teams, but not necessarily Skype. But how do we meet new collaborators as researchers in a socially distant world? I've always been an avid user of social media, so Twitter, LinkedIn for discussing, sharing, learning and networking. What I found in the past year is that many more academics and people I work with in general, and participants, are using social media and are often just a tweet away. It's the modern, constantly accessible platform for meeting and following new interesting people in our field. That is certainly positive. There are obviously negatives as well. As I just mentioned, some people struggle accessing the internet and we are excluding those who most likely have incredibly important stories to share too from research. What's more, international research involves shared learning and understanding how, for example, a dementia care pathway or mental health services work in different contexts, different culture, region and language. By only having remote meetings, we completely miss out on one of the key parts of conducting international research. That learning and networking that can only happen when you visit those sites, understand the region and its challenges to care delivery better. Whilst there's been little positive about the pandemic, I am sure we will take those benefits of remote networking into the post-pandemic world. More importantly though, 
I can't wait to travel again and finally get to do all those side visits that have been postponed for far too long now and enjoy those mid-conference discussions again. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.